Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I'm joined by a guest who's a long time coming. That, of course, is Lance from the Comic Book Keepers. What up, homie? What's going on, Miles? Oh, dude, I am so excited to record this episode. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to talk about this game for so long. Dude, me too. I'm so excited. Like, we've been talking, like, as friends for, it feels like forever, but Mm -hmm. this is, like, the first time we're actually, like, talking to each other. Yes. So exciting. Um, So today we are talking about Resident Evil 4. Oh, oh, the chills. Las Plagas. Las Plagas. Yeah. So what is, uh, how did this, what was your life like when Resident Evil 4 first came into your life? Maybe not necessarily when the game came out, but when you first were introduced to it. I would have been... I'm going to guess probably like 14 or 15 when I first found out about this game because I, I got the GameCube years after it came out because I I would go in early to like middle school in the morning because my, my mom would have to go into work crazy early and they had this early morning program where they basically gave us donuts, milk, and then they had cabinets of video games that you could play before class started what yes that's crazy and during that time i got introduced to the gamecube and so we were playing super smash and things like that and so i had mentioned it to my parents and then i think a couple years later is when they gave me the the gamecube for christmas or something and not too long after that is when i was like oh i've never played a resident evil game before like this game looks awesome let me check it out and uh it i'll we'll get into how much how i feel about this game but it was like a game changer for gaming for me. Hell yeah. I had a similar experience. I never owned a GameCube, but my friend did. And I went over to his house one night and we beat the shit out of this game. Like, in <laughs> what, like I came in in about the middle and we beat it. And it was like, this game is awesome. And then I got it for the PS2. And like just going through the very beginning of the game is such an iconic, like just moment in gaming in general. It, it's beautiful. It's it's such a well crafted narrative throughout the entire mm-hmm. game, and it it's it does such a good job of making you feel so weak in the beginning, yes. and you have to <laughs> conserve ammo, and you have to defeat uh, characters a certain way so that you don't run completely out before you get to a boss. And every single major boss fight feels so earned afterwards. So it's yeah, oh, it it's does. such a rewarding game. It super duper is. So um, I have it broken down to like levels, mini bosses, main bosses, toughest parts, whatever. We don't have to stick to any kind of structure. But like the general plot of the game is you are Leon the professional, so to speak. And you are trying to save the president's daughter, Ashley, from this evil cult of not zombies. They're specifically called not zombies. And um, yeah, you're basically going through this island and trying to take down this cult leader and it gets fucking crazy. <laughs> real, real quick. <laughs> real quick. So um, uh, I also have guns written down here. So it starts off, you're in like this village with a big lake attached to it. And when you like walk in, you're basically learning how to shoot your guns appropriately and stuff. And it's the, you're just fighting an entire village full of zombies. Like, how did you feel like playing through this game when you were on this moment? Do you remember? It, it just, it, it was so cinematic in the beginning because the start of the game is the people that are driving you into the town and they're talking to you about a few different things. You arrive at that first house, you go inside and you're 
checking in with the local and you're like, hey, you doing okay? And then he turns around, his eyes are all bugged out and crazy, and he just starts walking towards you with an axe. So, <laughs> so that's when you're introduced to the shooting mechanic. And, and uh, just with that first fight, you're like, okay, like this gun that I have clearly sucks because I just need to shoot this guy like nine times right. for them to go down. <laughs> and then the next thing you know is you hear like a car move and then multiple other villagers are starting to come towards the house. And so immediately, just a few minutes into the game, you're already going up against like five villagers at the same time. So you have to learn that fighting mechanic real quick. Yeah, and like it it did change the name of gaming. Like all of a sudden it mattered where you shot people on a GameCube game. Like there's of course like the cabinets where you have the guns and you had to point and shoot. But this was like, okay, we have a laser sight so you can see exactly where you're going to shoot people. And mechanically at the very beginning, it wasn't great. But they've rebooted this game every 90 days since then. And it's, it's pretty solid now. <laughs> I, I loved the fact that if you are super low on ammo, you could shoot them in the face and then they start grabbing and then you can kick them. And so it's you're able to conserve ammo, lower their health without just leaving yourself all the way open. And then if you did kick into like a group of them, it would kick all of them, which gives you a little bit of time to reload before they come at you again. Yeah, I wasn't very skillful with that, especially this time around. <laughs> um you also have like a knife mechanic where you just like stab randomly and uh i played it on the wii which was probably poorly advised yeah Uh, (laughs) but once i got used to it man i like i don't think i would change back to any of the older versions because you could actually like point to where you wanted to shoot them and stuff so that was pretty cool and like if something was too close to you you just would like swing your arm like it was the knife and it would just automatically knife them so it actually turned out pretty well when you're like shooting and trying not to like get messed up and you just start wailing your arms and it just starts slicing it's fantastic yeah i i originally played so i like i said i originally played it on the gamecube and i had sold off my gamecube obviously since then and i got the itch to play it again and so before i think playstation stopped running or updating the store for the ps3 i had purchased resident evil 4 on the ps3 downloaded it so that's why i have been playing it recently and it's just as much fun as it was on the gamecube and like immediately thrown back into that world and it was so weird though because i feel like there's certain levels that i remember playing that aren't in the game which is right i had that too so weird for me because i remember being in like a bunker area and there being all the bugs trying to fly into a room but i i'm like wondering if my brain just combined two different levels because that in the game you you are in like a bunker area, but it's just the Las Plagas coming towards you. And then later you're being like brought all these bug flying bugs are coming at you. But I was like, I swear there's a level where those things are combined. Right. There's definitely I had some moments like that, too. I can't think of any off the top of my head because like once you've played through it and you don't see what was in your head anymore, it kind of goes away. But yeah, it's like there were so many moments where I was like, all right, it's coming up, it's coming up. And then it just, it wasn't a thing at all. Like I remember being Ada and running around in the maze, like as part of the game. And apparently that's like an extra level or something. Cause I didn't get that this playthrough at all for some reason. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. It's, we're just having the Mandela effect with Resident Evil 4. 
Yeah, so it seems. Um, so, like, like I said, they reboot this game every. It feels like every year they reboot it. So it's like it's always going to be available. I feel like until the end of the time. I feel like this game saved a franchise, though. Like it, not, people were not digging Resident Evil when before this game came out. Was this like your first introduction to the series? Yeah, so I didn't grow up with any gaming systems in my house. Like my earliest game was a Nintendo sixty four, which I got. Uh, almost to the end of like elementary school and so i i had never played any game like it and so when i first played this one it was my introduction to the entire franchise as a whole and i i do want to go back and play the first three as well and i've i've since played like five and six and uh my buddy uh, i played through a little bit of seven with my buddy and like i i love the franchise but uh, like same thing i've it's become more of a uh the earlier games are more uh, cult classics, I feel mm-hmm. like now. And I, I've heard great things about number two. Everyone always brags about that one. So I want to, I really want to play Resident Evil 2. But yeah, I think Resident Evil 4 was a game changer for the franchise. It, I want to say it's the first one I actually play played. Uh, my brother had the first two when they came out. So I watched him play the first one. And, like, that one starts with a car crash, and you're, like, standing in a big, fiery area, and there are too many zombies to kill. But I was, like, convinced I had to kill all of them, so I never made it very far when I was a small child. But this one was the first one where I was, like, a competent gamer playing it. So, um, I mean, we don't need to break down the game beat for beat. I don't think that would be possible, because it's surprisingly long. I was telling you how short I thought it was. But I think it's just the difference between being a kid and being able to stay up all night yes. and have no responsibilities <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> You're like, I beat this game in two days. I I was playing this game like nonstop, I felt like, and it took me like a, an, an, at least a whole week if I was playing it like consistently. Yeah, I think it took me five sittings this time around, and they were like, it was a slog. I haven't gamed like that in <laughs> so long. <laughs> I, I am convinced that this game is the reason why I have arthritis in my thumbs just yeah. because it's like that in pokemon but right uh, like with this game just because there's those parts where you have to run and so you're fast like a madman clicking the x or square button for playstation or you're hitting the triggers and so afterwards you have to like mad button mash and then after your fingers just hurt like crazy yeah you could like almost see the x on your thumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> with uh, the wii version you had to make a jerk-off motion. Oh, perfect. Whenever it was, like, a sudden you had to do something, and it was only ever that. So it was like, I've been practicing for this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's uh, it, it definitely was not as hard with the Wii as it was with, when you have to m- button mash. Um, so, yeah, the... The settings of the game, it takes place in Spain, which I've not played any games that take place in Spain since, I don't think. And uh, there's like, so there's a village, a giant lake, a church, a sewer, a castle, an island, and some science labs are basically the the general, all of the places. Um, was there any place in the game that particularly resonated with you more than the other settings at all? Ooh. Uh, what? The the original village is like iconic. I love playing that one, and just just because the game when the game starts off too, after you go through that first house, you get to like the main village area, and immediately when you zoom in, you can see the two people that drove you there are like on hooks and on fire in the center of the town, 
And you're yeah. like, whoa, this this game just went from zero to 100 real quick. Uh, so, yeah, the, the village is amazing. I, I love the castle. Anything with castles at all, I'm all for, like, Arthurian myth, anything like that I am all about. So mm. that that one's really fun. The labs, man. The labs are freaky. They're the scariest part of the game. Yes. Oh my gosh. There, there's. That's the thing about this game too. Is normally I don't get scared from video games. This game was freaking terrifying at times. And I used to play this in the dark in my room. I was like, I need to make it extra scary. So I would like turn mm-hmm. all my lights off in my room and play. And ooh, there were some moments where I was like, I need to pause this game for a second and <laughs> take a yeah. walk. There definitely I had some moments with this one this time around too. my 31 year old self. I uh, like I am alone in my house. And if you move a little bit, it sounds like someone walks in another room because it's just the acoustics of the house suck. So like this and my dog is walking around. So like, especially when you're fighting uh, when you're in the labs where they called the regenerators, they're so hard to kill and they make a creepy ass sound. And it's just like you can always hear them way before Mm -hmm. you can see them. And it's it's so good. Yeah. Did you you got the infrared scope to help with that, right? You have to kill, like, three of them before you can get it, though. So I just, like, uh, there was no point after – well, we'll get there. There's a point where, like, you have to fight a bunch of them, and then all of a sudden it's like you just don't find ammo for a really, really, really long time. It sucks. It sucks. uh, The the ammo conservation in these games is super-duper not my favorite aspect. But if everyone just had, like, unlimited ammo, it would be a very different game. Yeah. Um, So – I have mini bosses written down here. We have chainsaw dudes, wolverine wannabes, armored big bad guys, regenerators, mini gun bosses, an armor, and an iron maiden monster. So there's all kinds of them. The the wannabe wolverines have their eyes sewn shut and they have like big claws on them and stuff, which is why I called them that. And I seem to have had trouble with all of these bad guys <laughs> at one point or another. Uh, any of those particularly your favorites? Uh, I I very much love the chainsaw women. I think they are freaky because the the chainsaw man you're introduced him very early on in the game too, and he mm-hmm. seriously freaked me out when I first played this game. I remember I still remember the first time playing it, and I step outside of the building that goes into like the ne- the next start of the game. And he just immediately starts the chainsaw and just starts swinging wildly around. And I paused it and I was like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And because at that part, you have like a handgun, you have your shotgun, which probably has maybe like three shots at that point. And if you conserved enough, you you might have had like a grenade or, a, or an incendiary grenade at that point. So you don't have too much going for you against it, which was really freaky. The chainsaw women, they are horrifying because they scream bloody murder yeah uh the wolverine character so those ones were really fun because in the beginning i was like how the heck do you beat these things and then i finally figured out if you shoot the bells it they mm-hmm. run towards them because they can't see so it's just all about sound and so that that made them a little easier but they looked really cool there, there's just so many the, the variety like all those that you just mentioned there's such a good variety of mini bosses throughout the game which make it really interesting but like those regenerators were horrific they're so scary um so 
what's interesting about this game is I also remember the first time I played it, which I don't, I can't say about most games. Like this game is such a memorable when the chainsaw dude comes out, it took me so many tries the first time around to beat him. And then once you finally like survive the first town, then it pops up resident evil four. And you're like, this is the beginning of this game. (laughs) You're like, you just got through the prologue, (laughs) right? Oh my God. It's so good though. And uh, yeah, so I had, I, this time around when I played, I knew what to expect. I didn't get killed by a chainsaw person at all this time around, and nice. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the the hardest part of the game, for I, there was two parts that were super hard. One of them was like a boss fight, but one of them was just those like, you're at the base of a tower, and there's two of the Wolverine dudes, and there's like eight other people with crossbows and sickles, and they like... If you shoot a gun, you get attacked by two of the Wolverine dudes at the same time. Yes. But you're just getting, like, mobbed by people. It took me so many tries. Because even once you clear out all the people, you still have to get behind the Wolverine people. And it's just, like, so hard when there's two of them. So that was probably the hardest part of the game for me. Um, Then there's also the main bosses. So under the main bosses, there's, like, this big salamander monster, El Gigante the Giant. Um, somebody named Mendez. Oh, he's the guy with the big eyeball. Uh, Verdugo, which is the big evil bug. Salazar, the midget. And, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Salazar, the little bad guy. <laughs> um, something they called It, Krauser, and Sadler. So, like, these, these are just big lists of bad guys, but, like, did any of those particular bosses really, like, they just, yeah, they have a special place in your heart? So, I won... I freaking hate the lake monster because yeah. <laughs> I could could never avoid hitting the stupid wood like tree trunks that were in the water. And so it just kept knocking me out and I have to swim back and button mash to get back into the boat. So that one was really difficult for me. And, and I'm sure it was just a matter of me not steering the boat correctly. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hated that one. The The one where it's like the bug monster where you're in the... It looks like a shipping containers that just slowly they drop to oh, like yeah. your the doom. It monster. Yeah. If it, yeah. if you just stay on it, it just completely drops down. It, it was cool because you finally get through and you're like, yeah, I survived. And that bug monster thing fell to its death. No, it like pops up and then you actually have to fight it afterwards too. So there's so many moments in this game where you're like, I did it. No, you didn't. Here's the actual right. fight. It's like, <laughs> oh, suck. It's horrible. Dude. I, that was the point where I like used up all my ammunition trying to survive just being in the shipping containers that would just drop one by one. And like, I had just bought a rocket launcher before that. So as soon as he popped up for the first time, I shot the rocket launcher and it went through him. And I'm like, that's not cool. (laughs) Like you can't just kill it in one shot. And then like, I'm just unloading all my ammo on it because I thought I had to kill it in the bunkers thing and you didn't. And then by the time that you get like into a little platform where you have to actually fight him. I had no ammo. So I'm literally would just stab and run away and stab and run away. And after that point, which is like the middle of the game, maybe a little further than the middle. I just never felt comfortable with the amount of ammunition I had ever again after that. (laughs) No, not all. I'm, I'm playing through pro mode right now and Mm -hmm. it is brutal. Like characters that should not be dealing as much damage as they normal like did before just like you're you're in your yellow health and you get hit once and you're dead 
There, there is mm. no you go into red. It's just you're gone. The the bo- mini bosses for that one have been really tough, but ammo conservation is brutal in that mode. I'm getting mm. hand am- hand gun ammo galore, but like my TMP hardly gets anything. My shotgun hardly gets anything. So it's rough. <laughs> Yeah, I I live on that pistol, man. That pistol is the best. Like, so in order to get the first like special pistol, you have to like shoot all these blue medallions that are like mm-hmm. in secret places or whatever, and you get a pistol that can shoot through multiple zombies. And I just kept that one. I, I know they made stronger ones later, but I liked that it could shoot through zombies. Yeah. So I don't know if the other ones can do that, but I didn't. It didn't say they could, so I was like, I'm just keeping this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. I think that one was called the Punisher. Yep, yep. And then I I kept the uh the red 9. Mhm. That one was fun cuz that one had like a stock on it too. So it, it uh, okay. kept it really steady. It was it was a cool gun. And and the way it reloaded looked awesome. I I never went for that one. Like I always upgrade the stupid guns at the beginning before I realize like, oh, I shouldn't have even bothered doing that because you get way better guns pretty quickly. The, um, the nice thing too is, is as you upgrade the weapon though, when you sell that weapon back to the to the merchant, it it depending on what you've upgraded, it is more valuable and then it, they give you a percentage of it back. So mm-hmm. it, it's nice to upgrade, but obviously if you can ma- somehow make it through without upgrading until you get the next better gun, good for you, and then you can upgrade that one. Right? Like, I upgraded the basic, like, pistol and the basic shotgun, and then I did, like, the fight with the giant, and it's very difficult even if you have a ton of ammo. And then it was like, oh, now all of these other guns are available, and I only get, like, a percent of my money back that I just invested, like... Oh, they, they don't, there's no mercy in this game. That's yeah. for sure. They do not take pity on you at all. Yeah. One, one thing I do love just because we kind of brought it up with the, the giant fight is I love that earlier in the game when you're like walking down to the town, you find the, the dog or is it, is it a dog or a wolf? It's probably a dog. It's, it's a dog, but it looks exactly like the wolves in the game. So yes. it's like, eh, whatever. So you save that dog and then it comes and helps you later. If you save it, it helps you later in the game against the giant, which I loved that part. So like you're fighting mm-hmm. this giant, you're like, this is impossible. And then all of a sudden it cuts to like a cinematic mode and you see the dog barking and jumped down. You're like, yeah, that's my little buddy over there. He's going to help me not die right now. I wish he was in more of the game because that's the only time that it really like happens is he just like comes down and helps you fight the giant and then he just goes away, yeah. I guess. If you, but yeah, I don't, th- well, you already have one companion in the game. I don't think they wanted to add another. Right. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't like Salazar very much, the little dude. And, uh, every time I've ever played it, I knew the boss fight was coming with him, so I would buy a rocket launcher, and you can literally one-hit kill it. I've never actually fought him. <laughs> like, I was just was so ready to kill him that I just... The, the rocket launcher is a game-changer in this one, for sure. Yes. Um, but the hardest freaking boss fight in this whole game is Krauser, the military guy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That is 100% the hardest part of the game, without, yep. like, even close to being like so in order to beat him you have to like shoot constantly and he can like dodge almost everything especially if you're shooting mines at him and uh it ends with him getting like a big bird feather sword arm thing and you have three minutes to kill him first time i played it i didn't i thought the timer was just survive for three minutes so i didn't kill him and you die (laughs) blow up 
Exactly. So then the second time I was like, okay, I do have to kill him. So I used all of my ammo and I had 10 seconds left and I just moved the knife and I killed him with the knife right at the last second. And I was like, oh, cool. So I was like, the timer's going to stop. And it didn't. And I ran. And as soon as I got to the ladder to climb down, it exploded. And I had to do the whole damn thing over. (laughs) I was so pissed. So yeah, that game is, uh, that's definitely the hardest part of the game. And uh, it's it you know, it doesn't really feel rewarding because you don't have anything at the end and you're just like feel like you've been beaten up in real life. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is absolutely the brutal, like the most brutal fight. I even have that in my notes for this recording. It's like Krauser sucks. I hate him. Yeah, <laughs> just because the same thing happened to me. I beat him. And I was like, yes, I did it. And then I start moving and the timer kept going and then just boom and you're done and you have to redo that whole thing. Oh, that it is a heartbreak. I like. I couldn't believe that they didn't just remember that I killed him. I couldn't believe it. I was in. I was so upset. It was the most upset I've been in a game in a really long time. I was like, "Do I need to really beat this game in order to do this podcast?" <laughs> I questioned all of it, but I came that far. I had to do it. Um, let me see here. Uh, the Sadler fight. So the final boss of the game is so stupid easy did you have that experience yeah it's it's insanely easy you can avoid everything really quickly because when he's like throwing the like the steel bars and and everything at you it's so slow that you have like a full two seconds to hit whatever buttons to dodge and Mm -hmm. by the time you get across the bridge you have a better rifle at that point in the game so you just you just aim and you shoot out the eye and like you do that a few times and it's over and then if you have a rocket launcher saved too it's even faster at the very end, Ada just throws a rocket launcher at you. You don't even need to buy one. She's just like, here, finish it off with this. And it's like, oh, okay. And it <laughs> took, I don't know, two minutes. And I'm like, that, what an anticlimactic bat, especially after you just fought Krauser. All of a sudden, like, you have an easy peasy win. Like, eh, I don't know. I didn't think the pacing of this game is perfect. That's for sure. No, I, that was one of the letdowns when I replayed it again recently. Because even before we talked about recording this, I had bought the game again and played through it and i remember finishing it and thinking that was like that end boss fight was a lot easier than i remember it being so i don't know if just tactically i knew how to do it and so it was easier but uh, like exactly what we talked about before like the krauser fight's still insanely tough there's other parts of this game where you just get overloaded with with characters at times and you just can't get through and then you just die like right i i felt certain villages were harder than the final boss fight yeah, even like just like the uh, the regenerators, which we didn't really explain what they are. Regenerators are just like these gooey people that you have to have an infrared scope and it shows like little hot spots on them and you have to hit them in these specific spots. But they're really, really, really scary. <laughs> and um, Their faces they, like, are horrific. Yeah, and some of them have spikes on them, the Iron Maiden ones. They'll just grab you and hug you. So scary. So those guys I had way more difficulty with than the final boss of the game. Like, I, the the balancing is just off in this. But, like, this, the hard parts are so hard but so good. Uh, this This whole game is a real adrenaline rush. So this seems like it's probably a pretty good place for us to take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Distump Podcast, where we talk about Resident Evil 4 with Lance from the Comic Book Keepers Podcast. Talk about some in-depth character reviews. You should definitely check out Lance's show. 
If you want to get a hold of me, email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. Um, I'm trying to be a little more active on the socials. Why don't you hit me up, discdumppod, wherever you get your social media. I'm on pretty much all of them, except for, like, MySpace. But that can be remedied pretty easily. Let me know if you want to hear me on MySpace. Um... (laughs) Okay, well, I don't really have anything else to say about that, so uh, let's get back to the episode. Sorry to interrupt, jeez. Okay, welcome back, audience. So, um... Tell me about some of the stuff that uh, we haven't covered that you feel like we need to talk about before we get to, like, the negatives of the game. Yeah. You, uh, you like mercenary mode, right? Is that what you oh want to go gosh, with Oh, my gosh. I forget. So, the thing I love about this game is once you beat the normal gameplay, it it's not over. You unlock Assignment Ada, which lets you do a whole nother, like, mini-like game uh as ada wong and then after you beat that you unlock the chicago typewriter which is one of my favorite guns in the game which is just this machine gun that just obliterates everything that you hit with it and so you can then use that in a later playthrough if you decide you want to play through the game again you can buy that gun in the in the shop with the merchant so you can start off the next game with a great gun and uh and then also mercenaries which lets you play one of five characters so you can play as leon uh ada wesker hunk or krauser in a basically horde mode style game where you run around on a particular map and you can find different uh time like things to add times that you it allows you to have uh more time in order to kill enemies to get a high score and what you're trying to do is get the highest score for the level, get five stars on it. And you want to do that on every level with every character, because if you do that, then you can unlock the hand cannon, which does 99 damage. Holy <laughs> shit. It, yeah. So it's a one hit kill on anything in the game. So if you get that gun, you basically play through it and any, anything you want to kill in the game, it's a one shot. It's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. I uh, I never played the mercenaries mode, but you were telling me how much you freaking loved it. So I like while I was prepping for this, I just turned on YouTube like mercenary mode, and I watched people like breaking world records doing it, and I was just like, holy shit, this looks so crazy! It's so like good. they knew exactly like they would throw a grenade into a bunch of chickens and run, and then come back and pick up all the chicken eggs. It's like they were a hundred percent methodical about how they did every single thing. Line up all the zombies and then shoot one bullet through all their heads at once and stuff. Oh, it was so crazy. So it's definitely like something, even if I decide I want to dump this, it's definitely something I want to at least try mercenary mode for sure. And I didn't get to play the eight of missions either, unfortunately. So the game still has a little bit of stuff I need to cover before I really make a decision on if we're keeping it or dumping it. Absolutely. And, and we, I would even go over to a friend's houses and we would have competitions in mercenary mode to see who could get the highest score because there's That's awesome. There's some really cool things you can do in that mode. And like hunk, you have the ability to, when people are like blind or disoriented, he just, uh, you can do an action, just break their neck, and then you go to the next Ooh. person and break their neck, and you can do a chain of it, and it's really cool. With Krauser, if you 
kill enough characters, his arm starts to glow and you can turn it into that bird monster arm thing and it just goes straight through whoever's in front of you and it kills everyone immediately. So e- each character has their own little special thing that they can do and it's so much fun. Hell yeah, I definitely need to check that out because it's they're definitely beating the game once you are really just scratching the surface of like the real playability of the game it becomes much less scary when you have good guns but at the same time like it's still worth replaying for sure uh not so sure it is on the wii though the wii is (laughs) is really hard (laughs) Like, like i really liked it after a while but man was it tough so, like, let's talk about some of the things that we don't necessarily like about the game. You said this is your favorite game of all time, though, right? Yeah, this is my number one. I, I oh, love man. this game. This is the game I have replayed the most. And and I totally accept the fact that there are faults in this game. Like, the, the end boss fight makes me sad that there's not a better climactic, uh, like, finale mm-hmm. to the game. So that's, like, my big gripe with it. But everything else, I love it so much. Like there, it, it just means a lot because of how much time I spent with friends playing, like with the mercenaries, and we talking about how we were playing the game and how where we were at. So there's just a lot of love I have for this game, and it led me to play the other, like the subsequent games afterwards. Hell yeah, we'll talk about the subsequent games a little bit here after we get through. So I do have some problems with this game, yes. I'm not going to lie. Uh-huh. So uh, I like that they reboot it constantly, though, so like... Even if I decide I don't want to keep it for the Wii, which may or may not happen, uh, it's always going to be available. Like, it's a franchise-saving game, and they just keep redoing it and redoing it and redoing it. And people are still paying for it, like Skyrim, 35th time they rebooted that. <laughs> so, um, but some of the things I did not like about it is one of the things is a complaint that people have about the Arkham games. Where it's like, they clearly put a lot of effort into the landscape and making it pretty, even though on the Wii it's not so much. Uh, But then Leon takes up like two-thirds of the screen most of the time. So it's like, if he could be a little smaller and I could see what I'm doing, it would be fucking cool to be able to see the zombie that's directly in front of me. So that I found that pretty frustrating at times. I don't know, does that bother you at all or are you just so used to it? I I got used to it really quick. I think the thing that bugged me was when... I don't even think we talked about, did we talk about even the premise of the game? It's So you're Leon, you're sent into this town to find the president's daughter, Ashley, to recover right. her and bring her home. And for multiple points during the game, you she's tagging along with you and you can tell her to hide in certain areas so that she doesn't get taken away because if she dies or if she gets uh, picked up and taken away a certain distance from you, you immediately lose the game and you have to start over to whatever last save point that you had. Mm-hmm. And it was really annoying sometimes because I would do this quick turn to shoot somebody and she wouldn't get out of the way. And, and I would end up, and I would end up dropping her and I'm like, gosh, dang it, Ashley, get out of the way. Just move. <laughs> yeah. It takes her a second to realize you have a gun pointed at her and she goes, Oh no. And then she drops and it's like, can you please just drop faster? So that uh, literally 30% of this game is an escort mission. And nobody likes escort missions in games. Like, why is there so much of this game that is one? But I am glad that they, like, just randomly take her away for two-thirds of the game. That makes it a much more playable situation. Um, but it is funny, though, if you're, like, at the bottom of a ladder trying to catch her, you, like, look up to see if you can catch her. She calls you a pervert because she thinks you're trying to look up her skirt. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that part was that part was pretty funny. And, and later, after you beat the game and do certain things, you can unlock other costumes for Leon and Ashley. 
And mm-hmm. the, the one I'm playing through on Pro right now, I chose, I think it's Special Costume 2, where Leon looks like he's a part of, oh, what's it, like Al Capone, like type. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, get like a up. mobster. Yeah, like a mobster. And Ashley is no joke in a full set of armor. And so oh. <laughs> she can't take damage and she can't be take she can't be picked up and taken away cuz she's too heavy. And so the people would try and take her away and they just drop her down on the ground. And if you try and point your gun towards her, she, the helmet just closes and nothing happens to her. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes the game way better, it's, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, All, but you just have to deal with a third of the game hearing this clunky armor sound right behind you. So I just turned the volume down. Right. <laughs> Yeah, the the sound, the audio of the game is very important in a lot of places, especially like when we were talking about the regenerators and stuff. So, and like, if you play it with headphones on, it's in like surround sound, like it's super well produced, everything about this game. But um, the, I have the banter was pure cringe. So Leon has a phone that he can like uh, zoom with his friends. So he has banter with a girl that he's like flirts with and she's just like, Mm-mm, wouldn't you like to know? And like, it's so cringy. And then the bad guys start calling him and it's like, come on, do we have to talk about like, I'm gonna kill you. Mm, I'd like to see you try. Here's what's coming after you next. Like all of that could be taken out of this game. I just hit select and skip everything like that. I didn't care about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're so ah, Mr. Kennedy. I cannot believe that you've survived my right hand man. Here comes my left hand man. Won't you just give up so I can kill you? I think you would like to try. Like, shut up, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's uh, the, that was probably my my absolute biggest problem with the damn game was yeah. I was just like, shut the fuck. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that's pretty funny is the first time i played this game i didn't know spanish and then mm. i like playing it years later now i understand everything that they're saying so it was just it was just a different gaming experience too just because yeah. the things that the villagers are saying are freaking creepy yeah like I-, I saw online someone said that there's like a point where if they're behind you they say well, i'm right behind you you asshole like what else do they say that like, i don't speak spanish uh so they say has vivid, and so basically they're saying like uh death is life or to die is to live okay mm-hmm. there's just there's, they just say a whole bunch of random stuff i mean yeah, the, oh those the like culty ones that wear the black robes and stuff and they just chant they are so creepy yes they're really and, freaky the game has zero qualms with throwing unlimited waves of them at you until you complete something. It's like, you gave me nine bullets and you expect me to fight unlimited waves of these things, you bastards. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, Leon hates ladders and yes. stairs. <laughs> he can't climb down anything. He just dives 37 feet to the ground. It's so, <laughs> so messed up. Funny. I love it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that uh, that pretty much covers everything I have in my notes. Is there anything else you want to bring up? Uh, just with, I recently got to play the VR version that they released of Resident Evil 4. And, oh my gosh, it is amazing. I, I am not a VR person at all. But with this game, you can either choose to have it play like you would be playing on a controller. Or you can go immersive mode, where... Uh, it, it shows you where the guns have been placed. And so depending on where you move your hand and hit the trigger, it will 
take out the the certain weapon that you want to use. Whoa. And you can look down and you can see your your handgun next at your side. You can see the grenades that are strapped to your chest. You can pull your shotgun from behind your your back on the right, and then you can pull a different one from the left. Like it, it's so cool how it's That's set awesome. up. It's really cool and it plays incredibly smooth. When I first started the walking mechanic you kind of feel like because you're not moving but you're standing there and the way you're moving it kind of throws you off for a second but i got used to it really quick and once you get it down it plays really smooth and i loved it and i can't wait to go to my buddy's place and play more of it because wow it is a fun experience it is freaky it's so scary because legit the chainsaw people are right in your face but it's so good imagine being a developer on resident evil 4 you were like 16 you got a cool video game job whatever and then you've just worked on this game over and over like you'd probably beat it with your eyes closed but it is cool that they just keep adding to it too though it's not just the same thing over and over they do like that sounds really amazing the immersive mode it's so cool um, and then you mentioned that you've played some of the other games after this one? Yeah, so I, I played through Resident Evil 5 with my wife, actually, because you can play co-op mode. And so mm-hmm. she was all about that game. That was really fun. Uh, and then I started 6, and I really didn't like the mechanics to it. Mm-hmm. I, di- I didn't like the item changes, because one, one thing that I find so appealing in Resident Evil 4 is the way you're upgrading guns and the way you can buy the larger cases to hold more items. I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. that. I liked the fact that it was basically like a Tetris game to try and fit everything on that was really aesthetically pleasing to me as someone that's a little OCD about that kind of stuff. Uh, But then in 6, I just, I didn't like the, like visually it looked great, but I didn't like a lot of the mechanics they added and changed. And so I didn't even get through that whole game. Yeah, six is not the most rewarding. Like, I didn't play five. Five is the one I missed, unfortunately. But six, I played through with two different people at various times, and uh, it they they give you the same amount of ammo whether you're by yourself or if you have someone else with you. And it's like this is impossible. If like you spend half the game kicking people, it's so frustrating. And um, somebody got seven for me, and we played a little bit of it, and we were still just like none of these are resident evil four like four is the one so um yeah and i like i played the old ones too like i had one called outbreak which you had to hook your ps2 into the wall and like pair with people online it's like really early days of online play and i didn't know how to do any of that so it was just like you get the first level and then you have to wait until someone pairs with you and it's it never ended up happening so they've always been kind of ambitious with how they do games in the resident evil series and, like, how many hours of movies and TV shows does this franchise have? Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any of the movies or anything? Uh, I've, well, like, the cartoons, like, the animated. Just in series. general. Uh, I, Resident Evil, like, live-action film franchise is a g- guilty pleasure for me. The worse they yeah? get, the more fun I have with them. <laughs> it, it's so, I, I haven't watched the newest one that was just in theaters. I hear it was horrendous, so I'm sure I'll love it. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I, I, I find them just enjoyable. They're just like popcorn movies for me and I can roll my eyes and have just as much fun with that than like another movie that's actually good. So 
Yeah, I, I really like the first one and the third one. The first one is good because of that laser scene. Yes. Oh, man, that scene's so good. It's amazing. If you don't know what we're talking about, watch the first Resident Evil. That one's worth it. And uh, our boy Chris from the Geek Peak really likes the second one. I do not understand why. <laughs> it's not a good movie. And uh, the third one had a killer soundtrack, which is probably what I liked most about it, is I had the actual, like, soundtrack and, like, the company that owns that soundtrack is keeping it real close to their chest. Like mm. they don't let the special versions of any of those songs. You can't get them on YouTube. You can't get them on uh, Spotify. I mean, you can get them on YouTube, but only until they kill the audio on it. Like it, it was really something special. Um, then they, they've just made a TV show too on Netflix, right? Isn't that something that's going on? Yeah. I, I th- don't know. I think that it's coming, but I, I don't know if it's out yet. Like, I, I understand that you, you do like the movies and stuff, but who's asking for all of this Resident Evil stuff? I have no idea. No <laughs> right? clue. I don't know anyone who's like, I read all the books and I like all the game. Like, anyway. So, uh, Resident Evil 4 is definitely the game changer of all of the series. It has kept them alive and it's obviously making them money still. Uh, I have it for the Wii. I no longer have it for the PS2. I have the Wii disc. Do you think this disc is worth keeping or dumping? Like, specifically the Wii version? The The only version I have in my possession is the Wii version. Well, Do if you think I should keep the disc or dump it? Considering the fact it's the only one you have, I would say keep it until you get another version, and then you can dump that one. Right, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, too, is I want to play mercenary mode and stuff, so I do want to play that, but there ain't a damn way I'm playing through the whole game again on the Wii. It was... Ooh, this is so challenging because <laughs> like you in order to like do the sudden like look back thing you have to like move both your arms like in a different <laughs> motion and it's just so clunky and con- like I feel like if it was executed the way that they wanted it to be it would be the greatest game ever I guess that's what the VR is for now but mm-hmm. in 2000 I don't know like 10 or whatever when the Wii was really popular the mechanics just weren't quite there so I'm going to say dump it with the caveat that I'm going to replace it so there we that's go. where we're at with it yep um, so you have a show called the comic book keepers let's uh, tell the audience all about it yeah so uh, I started a comic book podcast with my buddy Chris and we like to break down one character team or uh, comic series at a time talking about character origins how uh, the create where the creators were at in the time of their life when they created the game uh, their kind of like rise within the comic book industry and then we give uh, comic book reading recommendations we talk about adaptations and then probably my favorite segment is our what if segment where we like to take a concept from the comic or about the character and kind of flip it on its head and come up with our own ideas because that's what nerds love to do anyway is to talk mm-hmm. about how cool would it be if this character did this or that and uh fun fun enough uh this this upcoming week so by the time this one drops the first episode of the new season of the second season of comic book keepers will have dropped and it, it features josh from four nerds by nerds and high on horror fame so oh, yeah. yeah and so we, we talk about red hood and i i think that the what if that segment we have in that episode is probably one of my favorites that we've ever done. And it is easily the most cinematic we've ever done. He messaged me right when he got done recording with you. And he was like, this is my favorite moment of moment of podcasting I've ever had. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be something real special. I'm excited, man. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I like your show a lot because you. you 
clearly know a lot more about comics than I do, and I love it because I hear people like you talk, and then I can pretend like I knew it all along. <laughs> there you go. Well, a lot of it is research. Like, I don't know all of this stuff before we record. Like, I know base line info Mm -hmm. but a lot of prep goes into every episode but i I appreciate you saying that yeah i liked it a lot especially you did an episode with chris uh Mm -hmm. from the geek peak about carnage i believe and that one that one was pretty solid too because i really didn't know anything about carnage i played all the sega genesis games with him in him i just knew he was a glowy red dude Mm -hmm. but now i feel like i'm much more versed so yes anyone who's into comic books and you want to know more He'll do all the research for you. There you go. And, and <laughs> we already have plans to bring you on this season as well with a certain character. So I'm excited to I'm do excited. that as well. Yes. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil what we're doing, mostly because we aren't positive what we're doing. But there's been <laughs> some ideas. So, um, yeah. So uh, the the only other thing I really want to talk to you about, though, is I just need to make it public that I've told you this game exists. The Evil Within, you gotta play it. Yes. It's exactly this game, but more. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I, I legit have it. Uh, from our conversation, I have, as soon as we talked about it, I went to eBay, screenshotted the image of the game. So I'm going to go check out my local used game shop because they have a ton of stuff there. And I guarantee that it's there. But it's not even an expensive game, so if I can't find it, I'm just going to order it for like six bucks and play through it because I love this gameplay style, the way this game is. And if it's anything like Resident Evil 4, I am all for it. It Like, there are typewriters you have to save at, or I guess it's Broken Mirrors in that one, and it starts off in a village with chainsaw people. It's exactly the same, except more. So <laughs> once you start playing it, you gotta let me know, and I'll play it too, and we can, like, do another episode or something about it, because it's... I've never played a game more like Resident Evil 4 than that game. So. Awesome. That makes me so awesome. excited to play it. Yes. So, um... Okay, for the audience, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little pee-pee in there. It's important. On all the socials, I'm discdump with a C, and uh, that pretty much sums me up. Do you want to tell them where to find you on the socials? Yeah, so you can find us on all social media at CBKCast, uh, and you can find us anywhere you're, you like to download podcasts. We're on every major streaming platform, just at Comic Book Keepers. Hell yeah. Um, oh, and I have merch. Uh, it's threadless.discdump. or discdump.threadless.com. And, uh, if you're gonna spend $100 on shirts, just know you're not giving me $100. You're giving me like a dollar. So only get things that you really want. And, uh, I don't know. We might come up with some kind of shirt for this episode too. I feel like we should. Yeah. So, um, I, I really want the chaos and milk shirt. I'm so excited. <laughs> as soon as I have the scratch, I'm buying a chaos and milk shirt too. It's so much fun. Um, Okay, so is there anything uh, you want to maybe recommend to the audience or anything like that before we go? Uh, No, just want to say thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. I've been looking forward to this recording for a while now, and I'm very excited to uh, record with you again on my show, and then once uh, we play uh, Enemy Within. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, For the audience who doesn't know, he's our beloved podcast leader, so it was great to have the royalty on the show. Oh, yeah, so so royal. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Alrighty, audience. Until next week, toodaloo.